Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Before we begin this episode, I want to make sure that if you have not already downloaded the six essential elements to nurture happy children, that you go over to findingjoyinmotherhood.com forward slash children and download it now. All right, here we go. Hi, and welcome to episode 35, Becoming Friends with Your Children. We can't just hope that our children will want to be friends with us. We need to nurture how to be a friend and hold out that expectation for them. Well, sometimes I like to look things up just to make sure I have the right understanding of what a word means. And I looked up friend and it said one attached to another by affection or esteem. We need to be one available to be attached with affection or esteem. Hopefully it's both. Hopefully it's affection and esteem. There are a couple of clear moments in my life with my mom. One was when I was in fourth grade. I came home from school and my mom sat me down on the couch and asked me how my day was. And I said, fine. And she asked, what happened? Nothing, I said. She said that those answers were not good enough. She let me know that she wanted to hear about my day, and she sat there waiting. At first, I remember it was uncomfortable. Now, I don't remember really talking about my day with her up until then, but after that, I remember her frequently asking me about my day, and I learned to tell her the details that made up my day. She wouldn't let me off the couch until I did. If she didn't hear about my friends, she asked specifically about them. My mom made us talk to her. I know that sounds terrible. Should we make our children talk to us? Maybe. Actually, yes. Some children are more inclined to friendships with parents than others. But part of forming our children is teaching them how to be a good friend to others and to us. And friends share. They share their lives. They share their thoughts. They share their feelings. And just like we have to teach our children how to walk and how to talk, for many children, we have to teach them how to share, how to not keep everything inside, but rather to grow in intimacy with others. We start by teaching them how to grow in intimacy with us, in friendship with us. We teach them that we want to communicate with them. We want to be in relationship with them, sharing disappointments and joys together, and to be there for them when they need our advice. But in order for that friendship to happen, they have to be willing to talk and share with you on a different level. Our relationship with our children sort of morphs over time. It changes in character and inform. And friendships with our children take time to develop. In fact, they must take time to develop 
so that there isn't a disorder in the relationship. Let them know why you want to deepen your relationship. They will love hearing that you don't want to be their mommy for the rest of their lives, telling them what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. But as they grow in maturity and independence, you can be their friend. I tell my kids, I'll always be your mom, but our relationship will grow to more equal footing. The same care and deep love of a mother begins to express itself in friendship where I treat them as the adults they are growing to be and respecting their decisions and opinions while also challenging them to grow in virtue and allowing them with a healthy respect to challenge me to grow in virtue. Now, I want to be clear, we are not their peer. And a peer means one of equal standing with another. We are never their peer. After Michael, my mom is my best friend, but she is never and has never been my peer. My mom and I challenge each other in virtue, and we listen to each other. We console each other, and we speak our fears and our worries to each other. And we have fun together. We spend time together. But she will always be my mother first with the respect that is due her as my mother. As our babies grow in infancy, toddler, and early childhood, it's important to begin our friendship relationship with them. Yes, we're teaching them discipline, good manners, all the things that humans are not born to naturally know how to do. And as mothers, we're caring for their needs and teaching them those things. But we're also making sure to just be in relationship with them. We spend time simply interacting, enjoying each other, making eye contact, which develops intimacy between us, having fun, not all day, just a small part of the day. I was not a mom who spent my day entertaining the kids or even really just playing with the kids. But I made sure to connect completely with each child as I took care of their needs. Feeding, clothing, bathing, disciplining. I was completely in tune with them. As well as talking to them about their day, their thoughts, questions, and ideas, and being engaged. Stopping whatever else I was doing for our connection time. Side note, phones have taken this place with our children. We have to be vigilant of putting the phone aside so that we can be in relationship with our children. We're also slowly but surely giving our young children opportunities to be independent and little by little expressing our needs to them. I want to emphasize that the needs we express to them must not cross the mother-child boundary. If we're having a serious argument with our husband, we don't confide it to our child. In fact, I remember many, many years ago, I was actually up in our bathroom thinking I was away from everybody while the kids were playing, and I was crying because Michael and I had had an argument. Well, my son Michael, who was about seven at the time, came up and heard me crying and asked if I was okay. It would have been wrong for me to confide in him. 
But I thanked him for caring about me and checking on me and came out of the bathroom and gave him a big hug and told him I would be okay. It was important that I thanked him for his empathy and his kindness. And throughout his life, he's shown great empathy and kindness for others. But it was not my place to share with him why I was upset or the particulars of the argument. However, if we're tired and we need one of our older children to help entertain a little one while we take a rest, we can simply let our child know we have a need and we're asking them to meet the need. Receiving and giving to others is the generosity on which friendships are made. So little by little, as our children grow, we help them meet our needs, little by little, without, again, crossing the line between parent-child. We can't expect our children to be the parents in the family. That is our role. But we can give them opportunities to learn how to show generosity and care for others. And as our children become young adults, we have many more opportunities to reach out for friendship. Now, as our children become young adults, junior high, high school, we should not try to be a substitute for our children's friends, but we may find throughout those periods of our children's lives that we are their only friend. Kids are so fickle. Sometimes they're best friends with someone and the next day they don't even speak to them. We can be their constant friend. When I was in junior high, I went to the local public school and I didn't have any friends in junior high. I'm sure there were other good kids in the school, but I couldn't find them. My best friend was my grandma. She lived in Chicago and would write to me often and requested that I write her back. Well, if your grandma asks you to do something, you do it, right? That was really important. That was the beginning of my real friendship with her. And when she came to St. Louis for visits, we would play cards together. And I helped her increase in virtue by being patient with me and listening to my 13-year-old babbling self. And she taught me how to be generous and funny and kind. And when I was in eighth grade, I went to visit her all by myself on the plane. And she and her friend Frances took me shopping. They were hysterical, talking to the mannequins and spoiling me with attention and affection. My grandma died a year after that. And 45 years later, it is still a memory that makes me smile because they treated me like a friend. It's difficult to find true friends ones with whom your children have common values, morals, and interests. Especially in high school these days, so much in our culture has attacked the innocence of children that keeping our children safe and supported must be our priority. They need a friend. They don't need you to tell them what to do all the time. They need you to listen. Although there are still times of parental discipline during the high school years, most of the time should be spent just in relationship with our kids, listening to their concerns and their thoughts, and supporting them in the adults they are trying to be. 
and challenging them with love in developing virtues. When I was 16, both my brothers were away at college, and my mom and dad, they were going through a difficult time. It was not easy to be the only child in the home. I was lonely, and it was stressful. But my mom recognized what was going on, and she came up with a great idea to connect with me so that I didn't go off and find connection with other people. We connected on a different level as friends. At the time, stores in Missouri were closed on Sundays, but across the river in Illinois, there was a big new shopping mall. So she and I would drive over now and then on a Sunday. She would let me drive, which was a big deal, and we would have 30 minutes to talk. 30 minutes there, and then we would shop together, and 30 minutes home. Mostly I talked and she listened. She spent time with me on a Sunday when she probably wanted to relax before she started her work week as a high school teacher. It was a big step in our relationship as friends, and I no longer felt the need to go look for someone someplace else. Here are a few reasons why you should be friends with your children. They need your support. They will be different. If you've raised them to be countercultural, they will need you to support them when their values and morals are challenged. And their values and morals are challenged every day, almost all day. Their faith will be challenged. They need you to show them how to live a good life that is dedicated to God. And they trust you. If you have been the parent who has been there for them, they trust you. That's a natural basis for good friendship. Okay, how to be friends. Again, start early. As soon as your children are capable of interacting with you, start developing your relationship. A few episodes ago, I talked about how parenting experts have sort of screwed up parenting because they want to give us so many tips and tricks and tools and techniques. And really, it's about relationship. It's about one-on-one with our children, not as a peer, but teaching our children how to live with values and morals and virtue and how to be good friends who are generous and kind and thoughtful. It isn't enough for us to constantly be a good friend to our child. We need to teach them how to be a good friend to us and to others. So as our children get a little older, we teach them to ask us how we're doing. When my children came home from school and I would say, how was your day? And they would tell me, and then I would say, would you like to know how my day was? And it kind of didn't occur to them because, you know, that's sort of their developmental stage where they're all about themselves. We have to help them not be all about themselves. Teach them how to think of others and us. We have to help them think of ways to show us how to love us, to give us moral support when we need it. And that would mean that we have to be open with them and intimate with them and tell them when we've had a disappointment at work or tell them when we're worried about our parents. 
let them in with us. Being friends with your children isn't a one-way street. It isn't just about getting them to open up to you and be their confidant, although that's important. It is about allowing them to help you grow in virtue. And often that's through your own self-reflection on how you can develop more virtue in the relationship with your son or daughter. And that can be uncomfortable, but it can be amazing. They love you, and so trust them as they grow into adulthood to help you see where you can become better. Now, again, it would be a disorder for children to correct their parents or tell them what they're doing wrong, but in the parent-adult-child friendship, a son or daughter can point out ways you can grow as a person. Friendship with our children is the ultimate goal. It starts when they're young, but it matures and it ripens into a beautiful relationship that you will treasure. Encourage your husband to be friends with his children, especially his sons. Men need men. There's so much in our society working against our sons to be men. They need their father as young and old adults to be their mentor, their guide, and their friend. I love my kids. I love that as they're growing into their 30s, we are friends. I love that I can joke around with my 20-year-old and he knows that I'm his mom, but he also trusts me to be his friend. Growing in friendship with our children is one of the most fulfilling and rewarding relationships we'll have, aside from our husband. I really encourage you, take time, get into relationship. We're not just managing our children, we're mothering them, and in mothering them, we're becoming friends with them. Don't forget to go over to findingjoyinmotherhood.com forward slash children to download the six essential elements to nurture happy children. Take care. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd subscribe, leave a review, and share with friends. Thank you. Have a great week.